0: Happy Easter, and welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast. She Reads Truth creates beautiful, accessible Bible reading plans and resources to help you get into God's Word every day. Each week here on the podcast, we talk about what we're going to read together as a community this week. I'm your host, Rachel Myers. And
1: I'm your other host, Amanda Bible Williams. Rachel Myers, he is risen. He is risen indeed. Oh, I feel so good to say and know that it's true, not just yesterday, not just today, Mm -hmm. but every day. Amen. And that's what we're going to talk about. We are here at week one of our new series called A Living Hope, and we have the most delightful guest, you all. Naomi Rain is with us. She is part of Maverick City Music, just an award-winning artist and singer. She is So incredibly talented. But let me tell you, she is a sister in the Lord who, as of an hour ago, become one of my favorite people (laughs) to talk about Scripture with. Because, I mean, this woman lights up. Yeah. When you open God's Word with yeah. her and talk about yeah. her Jesus yeah. <laughs> with her. And so I think you're going to love this episode.
0: You said award-winning artist and just like casually like four Grammys this year. So no big not deal. bad. As not, part bad of, not a bad
1: haul. Yeah. As part of Maverick City, four Grammys, which... No big deal is how many Beyonce got this year. So yeah, I'm just so, saying, Naomi, Naomi's <laughs> having a big year. But you all, she is so delightful. And you're going to hear, we had a lot of technical issues in this episode, and we just pushed through and she did as well. And I want you to know this about Naomi, that when we came back on, there were times where we would lose our connection. The connection would resume and she is singing and praying and declaring victory over the enemy I mean, <laughs> as literally. she's waiting for the connection to come back. Together, so that's Naomi. Yeah, and it was a delight to have this conversation with her. I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get right to it. Naomi, welcome to the She Reads Truth podcast. We're so happy that you're here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Well, you are such a trooper. You've had a big few months, you're a busy gal, and we're so thankful to get to just see your face today and talk to you about our favorite thing, which is God's word. <laughs>
0: I love yes. that we have just that shared passion. Uh-huh. And I feel like even before we hit record to just get to talk about like, I was just like, you know, like, are you excited? There's anything you want to talk about? And you were like, this is also like familiar to you and you love it. And even like you were just like, I want to talk about this. I don't want to talk mm-hmm, about this. So mm-hmm. it, this is going to be
2: a good, good episode. I grew up around the table, our dinner table conversations were the scriptures. What did Jesus mean when he said this? And what were the disciples? And this perspective, that perspective, my dad really raised us to love and rightly divide the scripture. So I'm excited. I love talking about the word of God. And I love just being mm-hmm. a student as there's always something to learn. There's always a new revelation. And it's like, how? I've been reading this scripture for 20 years. It's still just blessing me. So I'm excited for this.
0: Oh, I love that! I love when a family like is raised like with their Bibles open. That's amazing. So good,
1: yeah. Well, you're our girl because we like. It sounds like you can't get enough of it, and that's how we feel too. It's like the more that we read and know Scripture, the more we long to read and know Scripture. Mm -hmm. And I don't know. I don't know how the Lord, you know, and the Holy Spirit just will reveal things to us in new ways as we read, right? Like as you read over the years, even passages like the ones we're going to read this week that are familiar. I mean, the Easter story that we all read yesterday on Easter Sunday, and then we'll read again this week together. It may be familiar, but it's never dull. Like it's still right. new mm-hmm. somehow. hmm A hundred percent. Yeah. So you have been reading the Bible since you were a little girl?
2: Yes, I think it started with, you know, those little foam waterproof Bibles that your parents would get you with just a few stories yes. like Noah's Ark, <laughs> yes. um, Daniel in the Lion's Den, you know, like those little stories. Of course, the resurrection story. And then I remember yeah. getting and wanting my own first bible and then like wanting all of the paraphernalia like i wanted the tabs so i could like quickly move from mm-hmm. from book to book Absolutely. quickly and all the <laughs> highlighters that just became the thing cuz i grew up in a church where we were taught to take notes and we were taught to be studious when it came to the word of god and to really attempt to dive in. Like this was the tool that God was going to use Mm -hmm. to change you, to wash you with his word and renew your mind. And so that's how I viewed the Bible my whole life. I have been reading since I was a little girl and I love the word of God. I really do. Yeah.
0: I love that you talked about highlighters. My daughter came to me. She had a friend over and we were just chatting and they were both saying like, We need new Bibles because in sixth grade it was very popular to use a lot of highlighters in your Bible, and they were like, like our Bibles are wet; they're just like so. Like we would just highlight every line on every page, and they were just like, Mm -hmm. we need new Bibles. And I happen to know a girl, so I I got them some fresh Bibles. But anyway, it was just funny to like remember to think back to that for myself. Of just Uh like, I know that I want. To be a lifelong student of the word. And I understand that like passion, and I hope I never lose that passion of like every word of this is worthy of highlight. Yeah, it all holds weight. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so even like these passages that we've read, I hope so many times, like Mm -hmm. baseline, like every Easter of our lives, but like I Mm -hmm. hope so many more times than that that would be potentially wrote, like, they pop off the page, and they are beautiful. And so when we left off last week, we, of course, read Holy Week last Mm -hmm. week with Corey Robertson, and we ended with the beginning of the story of the resurrection, and then we kind of dropped off knowing that this week we're going to be starting this new series, A Living Hope, and then we'll get to kind of pick up where we left off, which I am thrilled that we aren't just, like, totally changing gears, that we're in the same thing. Amanda, will you tell us, just kind of give us an overview of this study?
1: I'm so excited. And if these stories are not familiar to you, if you're listening and you're new to scripture, you are in for a treat. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times Easter Sunday comes and goes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, often we'll, you know, in our churches or our Bible studies or whatever, we'll start something different after Easter Sunday. You know, it's fun to pause and go, okay, but then what? Right. What happened next? Right. And so that's what this study is. This series is called A Living Hope, and we are going to look at what happened next. Right. We're going to look in the Gospels Mm -hmm. at when Jesus... Rose from the dead, like he didn't disappear. He actually interacted Mm -hmm. with people. You know, he saw his disciples. He saw, and what's so fascinating is we only have, we have the accounts that we have Mm -hmm. and they're amazing and wonderful. I'm so thankful we have them, but there were 40 days. Oh, my Before word, I know. Jesus ascended, right. and you're like,
2: oh, yeah. what
1: are all the stories that right. happened that we
2: don't have record of? I feel like I kept thinking that as I was reading, right? Right. The thing that I love about this part of the story, and we all know, we know the burial and the resurrection, but this part of the story is literally what we hinge most of our faith on. It's yeah. because, like, if... Jesus had just died and maybe one person saw him resurrected or maybe just the disciples, then this will kind of be like a shaky story. And we probably mm-hmm. wouldn't be in this faith today. But because so many people saw him, because he lived for 40 days after, because he ate and drank with people, because mm-hmm. he spoke and ha- like he went back to his ministry after he was yeah. killed in front of everybody and was resurrected from the dead. And so this is like, oh, this is the proof. These are the receipts, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got the seats of our <laughs> faith even, and you see um, later, I think it's in the book of Galatians, Paul says, you know, there are still people alive that witnessed it and were there and saw him after the resurrection. And so when they were writing these epistles to the churches, they were writing to people who knew of people that had firsthand that's right. accounts of seeing Jesus after the resurrection. This to me is like the crux of it. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. this was the part where it's like, okay, I got receipts. Let's go. Yeah, that's right. Oh, and that. how often do we need
1: to remember that? Like, because it can, especially as lifelong Bible readers, there are times when I have to remind myself that I'm not reading a storybook, like mm-hmm. you said, mm-hmm. Rachel, that this is history. Mm-hmm. I think you said that in our prayer, Yeah, I did, that yeah. like this is not just a storybook. Mm-hmm. It is a book of stories, but these are true stories, so yeah. it's a history book. Yeah, And it is the story of our faith, and it's a redemption story. And so to remember that, that you just said, is like it's a part of... Preaching the gospel to myself, you know, daily and going back Mm -hmm. to the scriptures.
0: Mm, That's right. I was actually looking, and we won't get to this until probably day four, I think, this week, so Thursday. But in the study book, we have these little like time markers, like where are we Mm -hmm. right now? Is it Resurrection Sunday? Has it been two days or several Mm -hmm. weeks? And there's this part, I think, on day four where it says like it's been three weeks or several weeks since the resurrection. Uh And then the scripture heading is Jesus third appearance to his disciples. And it just got my brain going. I'm like, Ooh, what else was happening that was just none of our business?
2: Okay. You know? Uh, I okay. see
0: you're getting excited because you're just going like, <laughs> yes. what else was like, what personal connections was Jesus making that were just so meaningful because that person mattered and nobody needed to know, you know?
2: Yeah. Uh.
1: That makes me cry. See, this
2: is the stuff I'm like, I'm like, was he with his family? Was he with his mom, his brothers? And like, what was he doing? Was he, I don't know, was he with the father? Like, because we also don't know about this glorified body. Like, was he still in prayer? Like, what was going on? Mm -hmm. I really want to know. But if I'm honest, I believe that he was with his family. I believe that there were things Mm. that he was preparing Mm. his family for. And we see, I'm sorry, I keep jumping to other books, but we see even in the book of James, right? James was the half-brother of Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we see in the beginning, you know, Jesus is like, who are my mother and my brothers? Like, only the Mm -hmm. people that are doing the will of the Father are my mother and brothers. We see that there was kind of like a, uh. But then in the book of James, they literally called him like old camel knees because he prayed so often that his knees were Like, calloused and rough. This was a man who knew Jesus. You understand? And so, for me, I'm like, yeah. was he talking with James and bringing him revelation and showing him who he is? And we see, like, that's just such a mature book and so strong, you know, and so much like, Mm -hmm. oh, man, he was a personal disciple of Jesus, even though we didn't see him following Jesus with the other disciples, you know? So. It's just mm. juicy. I want to know Jesus. It is juicy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. <laughs> you know something else that I noticed. Maybe I shouldn't be jumping into day one scriptures because no, I, no. I see that you have the like the intro to the book open. Still. No, Sorry. go for it. Go for it. There's something that like I feel like I have like again read hundred times in day one Matthew 27. This little section about the closely guarded tomb. Uh-huh. We know this story. Mm-hmm. You Make know, it as secure as you yeah, can. Yeah, where he they says. go, like, sir, we yeah. remember that while, you know, this deceiver was alive, he said, after three days, I will rise again. So would you give orders that the tomb would be made secure until the third day? And, I love that Pilate says, take guards and make it as secure as you know how. <laughs> like, keep him in that too. Uh-huh. And it just like, I don't know, like, I feel like I've read that as like as a narrative before and not just gone like, there is nothing that we can do Mm-mm. to like hold back the resurrection power, like the will of the Lord. There's just nothing that man could do. Mm-hmm. We can roll an enormous stone in front of whatever <laughs> thing we're trying to hold back but, like, the Lord's will is the Lord's will. Yeah. And I think yeah. that's amazing. I feel like it's also really freeing. Like, there's nothing I can do to stop what God's yeah. going to do.
1: There's some songs coming to mind as you're saying that. Like, anyway, I'm sure there's more coming to mind for you, Naomi. But, like, there's <laughs> there are worship songs about that. Yeah. Like, there's no power that's going to keep yeah, that's him, right. in the grave. That's like,
2: right. Yeah. Oof. Well. It's so good. It is. I'm sorry, I'm really stuck on, like, hmm. it says they went and secured the tomb by setting a seal on the stone and placing the guards. And I wish I had done more research to figure out mm. what does a seal look like for a for tombstone? Pilot. Like, what? Yeah. Like, imagine going into all of this work and effort to try to, really, these folks are doing their job, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. let's make right. sure we don't get killed because if this guy comes out, we hurt, you know, They know who he is. He's done miracles. He's moved around. The Roman soldiers knew exactly who he was. And now they're going to go into great lengths to try to make sure that He doesn't come out like he said. Mm -hmm. And I'm just wondering what lengths they actually went to, you know? And it makes me think about the lengths that we actually go to, and not just us, but the enemy, right? Mm, To try to hinder, block, stop revelation, stop the work of God in our very lives. And it's like, after that, and you were just doing your job only to fail miserably, because (laughs) he's God, and he's in control, and he's all-powerful. Yeah,
1: Yeah. Hmm. And just yesterday, y'all, you know, you're looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like that did happen. Yeah, you're yeah. Right, but he is risen. So it's like, I love how there's the young man dressed in white robes. Mm-hmm. So the angel, or you know, whoever this is, it's an angel, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on, let's, okay. So the mm-hmm. young man dressed in a white robe, an angel, presumably, says, "Don't be alarmed." Like so, he reads their faces. You're clearly startled and confused, whatever. Acknowledge that. You're looking for Jesus. He was crucified. That happened. But now, here's the truth. He is risen, and here's what you're to do with it. And Mm -hmm. so this one of the things that I love about this particular reading plan and study Mm -hmm. is that that is a theme we're going to hear, especially in this first week, Mm -hmm. of like, Here's what just happened. Here is the reality, is that Jesus is alive. Mm -hmm. And so verse 7 in Mark 16, go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. You will see him there just as he told you. Mm -hmm. And there are going to be so many instances of like, go, Mm -hmm. go tell this. Mm -hmm. Like, you've seen it. You know, you've witnessed this, um, to your point, Naomi, of like these, these are people where this was happening in front of them.
0: And don't miss that, like, that emphasis. Go tell his disciples and Peter. Mm -hmm. Go tell the faithful and the unfaithful. This is good news for the guys who hung with me, and this is good news for the guys who did not hang with me. Like, I feel like that is like the gospel right there, right?
2: That is the gospel right there. I love that. This is the same Jesus, resurrected Jesus, is the same pre-burial Jesus who offered and gave communion to Judas,
0: Mm -hmm. who gave Mm -hmm.
2: communion and offered communion and communed. With Peter, knowing that he would deny him. And then, I don't want to skip too far ahead, but we know Thomas is going to doubt that he even right. was raised. But he still sat with them, offered them, broke bread with them, and drank wine with them. And said, this is my this is my body, right? This is my blood. This uh, The new covenant, mm-hmm. you know? He makes this new covenant with people that are unfaithful. That's don't right. just go to the ones that you know stayed true. Go mm-hmm. to the ones that you know were shady and shysty and didn't do right, you know, I'm coming for everybody, I love this, this is the Jesus that we serve, this is the real Jesus, you know, all right, I'm getting excited.
0: Yeah. And I have to assume that this is on purpose, that our editorial team did this on purpose. There's such a strong through line, like a strong Peter through line in this week mm-hmm. where we get <laughs> like where we get to like see Jesus like reinstating Peter and saying, like, you know, feed my sheep, you know, mm-hmm. feed my lambs, a shepherd mm-hmm. my sheep. And then we get to read throughout the week from the book of Peter, first and second Peter, yeah. where he mm-hmm. is Feeding his sheep and shepherding the sheep. And it's just like this cool, like, to start the week by going, go tell the disciples and Peter, and we're going to see, like, what that restoration looks like. It's more beautiful than before.
1: Yeah, yeah. And y'all, I mean, I want us to talk about the road to Emmaus. Yes. But before we turn the page... Sorry, that was like an emphatic yes. 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 (laughs) Um, But before we turn the page, we'd be remiss not to point out on the She Reads Truth podcast... (laughs) Who did Jesus first appear to? The women. The women. I mean, this man, this mm-hmm. Jesus. Whoosh. And told them to go mm-hmm. tell. Don't stay quiet. That's right. This part, I love the story of Mary seeing Jesus and not knowing who he is through her tears, and, mm-hmm. and then he says her name. But this part, verse 17, don't cling to me, Jesus told her, since I have not yet ascended to the Father, but go to my brothers and tell them that I am ascending to my Father and your Father,
0: mm.
1: to my God and your God. And so Mary Magdalene went, and she announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord, and she told them what he had said to her.
2: First evangelist. Yeah. Oof. Okay. That will preach. Yeah. Yes.
1: (laughs) Literally. The Emmaus Road. That is still Resurrection Sunday. I think I had forgotten that. You don't think about that. You think about it as later, yeah. Right. On the same day. The same day.
2: That's special.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I feel like
2: I've
0: always historically been frustrated by the story of the road to Maas or the oh, Maas disciples. Tell us more, because you really? you read that story and you know it says. And then, like, Jesus, like, unpacked everything and, like, told him all the ways. And, like, whatever Jesus said on that Emmaus Road to those disciples, I'm like, well, why didn't you write that? Like, (laughs) I've been frustrated that that hasn't—like, why didn't you just take the time and write it out so we could know all the things? (laughs) But I think that, like, in the last, like, three months or so, like, (laughs) I've just been, like, more in love with this story Mm -hmm. of just, like, watching the way that Jesus— He's approaching the people in their, like, incorrect theology and, like, pursuing them and correcting it. And, like, I don't know. I think there's something
2: really, really
1: special about this. It's a very patient Jesus in this story.
2: Very patient. (laughs) And also, like, a little—I don't want to say tricky, but, like, I think he was strategic, Yes. You know, there was there was yeah. strategy there because I love the part where he's like almost going to pretend that he's going to keep going on without us yes. And then he's like, all right, fine. I'll stay. All and they are right. like, no, please stay with us, please. If you And insist. I think sometimes we look at those situations, you know, with Jesus in our life where Jesus is kind of like, I'm doing this or I'm going this way, you know, and you feel like, Oh no, like there is something that creates a desire and a longing for him. And I feel like that's the strategy of God. That's like the wooing and the, and the lore of God that God will sometimes do with us. And I don't know if we always appreciate it. I think sometimes we might go, Oh man, like Lord, you're teasing me. And it's like, no, I'm calling. I want to say maybe enticing you into Mm -hmm. true joy and into true satisfaction is a true like do you want to know do you want to know okay Mm -hmm. that mystery of God is the thing that like okay those that are curious those that are hungry those that really seek and desire who he is and righteousness and his kingdom like okay you're gonna go after it I don't think we want anything that we didn't fully desire if it was just given to us handed to us easily you know and Jesus does this it's a little you know
0: I love that I wrote in my margin I want to urge Jesus to stay with me, like where He was like, okay, I'm like, thank you for this special time, and they're like, no, stay, yeah, like come with us, like spend more time. We want more of you, and I think that like there's actually a correlation there for me. Like Lord, stay, like I want more of you.
1: I feel such a kindred. (laughs) kinship with these two people, which I thought when you said this frustrates you, I thought it was going to be because you don't know who the second person is, because that's what frustrates oh, me. <laughs> funny.
0: I was fine with like that. I'm comfortable. Cleopas said, who? Yeah. Who is it? But it's maybe who can I be mad at for not writing more down.
1: Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I could have also written that down. But... You know, the Word of God is complete, Mm -hmm. Amen. We got what we got. We've got exactly the right amount. (laughs) But I always feel tender toward them because I feel convicted by this part of the story where, you know, Jesus is like, what things? What are you talking about? And they say in verse 19, the things concerning Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, powerful in action, like described, you can hear they've determined who... Jesus is based on the circumstances of the past three days. Yeah, And they said in verse 21, but we were hoping Mm -hmm. that he was the one who was about to redeem Israel. And besides all this, you know, it's been the third day and we all knew what was supposed to happen on the third day. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, there was all the talk about the third day. But I just feel such compassion for them because I know what that feels like to think that you know something, or even that you know something about the Lord, and then you look at your circumstances and go, "Well, I guess I had that wrong." Mm-hmm. Like, but that's not the way. Like, this is the Lord who is not bound, right? Right by a grave yeah. or by circumstances. It's
0: maybe even like that. They were going, like, we knew that He was capable of this, and right. maybe He didn't do it because,
1: yeah, we're confused, know. Yeah, and yeah. a little frustrated. I think, but anyway, I just love that.
0: Hey friends, quick pause on this episode to make sure you are set up to receive text messages from She Reads Truth. If you are, you're getting reading plan announcements, exclusive offers, early bird access to our biggest sales, and of course, restock alerts. And if you're not, you can sign up right now. Here's how you do it. Grab your phone and text the word podcast to 833-230-4861. That was a lot of numbers, so I'm gonna say it again. Text the word podcast to 833 833- Two three zero four eight six one 230 4861 to subscribe now. And as a celebratory welcome gift, you're going to receive a text reply with a promo code for 20% off your next order. Of course, some exclusions apply. And I'm going to give you that phone number one last time. Text the word podcast to 833-230-4861 to sign up to receive text messages from She Reads Truth. Okay, back to the episode. Friends listening, I just want to let you know that we have had some weird technological issues today, and who is surprised? Like, this is—we're here to talk about, like, the power of resurrection and the resurrection of, like, the living— Lord. And so, yeah, we're having technical issues and we don't care. We're going to keep pursuing and we're just praying that you guys get the um, episode that the Lord has for you. And we know that we're getting the conversation that He has for us. The last we know that we left off, Naomi, you were saying, like, I want to like talk about what they thought was happening versus what was really happening on the Emmaus Road. Can you just like pick up where we think we left off?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I was saying that they knew the prophecy. They knew what Jesus said he would do, but it wasn't just like, The pre-prophecy phase, they had actually gotten confirmation. The women, verse 22 says, Moreover, some women from our group astounded us. They arrived early at the tomb. And when they didn't find his body, they came and reported that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they didn't see (laughs) him. And so to me, it's like, oh, no, you already got your miracle. The word that he had given you had already come to pass. And I believe we do that to this day. Just because it doesn't look the way we thought it would look, you know, but he's kept his word. It might not look exactly how we thought it would look, but the Lord is actually doing a work. He's actually coming Mm -hmm. through. And Jesus has no problem. I used to think Jesus was like a little mean when I was younger. You know, I don't know if you, I mean, some of us deal with this. When you grow up in church, sometimes you just view God as an angry God, like who's just ready to smite everybody. And I kind of (laughs) viewed God like that until I learned what true, love was until I really understood the gospel but then I was like man Mm. Jesus is not nice Jesus is very kind but Jesus is not nice to people he tells people the truth he said in the next verse he said to them how foolish you are Mind you, if Jesus said that to us today, we'd be so offended and we'd be in another uh faith by now. But Jesus says, how foolish yeah. you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Wasn't it necessary for the Messiah to suffer these things and enter into his glory? Now, what they didn't know is that he couldn't stay with Mary. Remember, she couldn't touch his body because he hadn't yet ascended. He hadn't yet had his glorified body. And so... um, what he's basically saying is that there's process there are other things that had to be done that maybe you weren't aware of but there were other things that had to be done but I'm still a god of my word I'm still a man of my word shameless plug for Mav City, man of your word. But like, I'm still a man of my word. I'm still doing exactly what I said I would do. I've come through. I have done it. I am here. And I'm going to call you foolish because everything is pointing to the fact that I did exactly what I said I was going to do. But yet you still believe. You're still in a state of yes. disbelief because you don't see right. what you expected right. to see. And it didn't happen the way you thought it would happen. And so you're still in a state of disbelief. And I really believe, and I just want to say this to anybody who's listening to this podcast, podcast right now, that we need to suspend our expectations and our understanding of what things should look like and actually start to look at what God is doing. Behold and see what the Lord is doing. There's a testimony that's going forth that he's doing exactly what he said. It's coming to pass. It's rolling out. It's yes. happening. But we've got to step into the place where we see it. But of course, and I don't want to kill the um thing, but of course, we see that Jesus is patient with them and mm-hmm. goes through it all explains everything. Like, he doesn't just leave us there in the place Mm -hmm. of, you're very foolish. You know, he says, well, now let me explain to you the things. And he is wisdom. And he shows them from Moses to the prophets how he, you know, how he did this whole thing. And then has a meal with them and just... I'm like, Jesus, you are so nice. You are so, you're kind. You're better to us than I would. Y'all be happy that I'm not Jesus. Cause I'd have been like, y'all, I'm going to find somebody else on another road, you know, to so that I can talk to that already believes and already understands. But Jesus doesn't wait for us to understand it all. He goes, you're foolish. You don't get this, but now let me explain it to you. And now let me sit and eat with you and reveal who I am to you. Ugh, just everything. Okay.
0: I'm done. Naomi, you are a highlight of a human being, speaking of highlighters, uh, just like <laughs> highlight you. <laughs> I know that we say this sometimes, but like when we have a guest that we've never met before and our first hour of friendship is just like getting like passionate about the Word of God <laughs> and like our risen Savior, like, come on, that's how you start a friendship. Over yes. Here. <laughs> yes,
2: yes, yes, yes.
0: I love that we are, as we're working our way through, y'all with your study books, I'm sure that as you're turning the pages, you see that spread on pages 30 and 31. And we've had like a version of this spread in the She Reads Truth Bible and the He Reads Truth Mm -hmm. Bible and a couple of other study books. But this particular collection of scriptures that tell us, like what does scripture say is true about Mm -hmm. what our resurrected bodies will be like, they have been meaningful to me over the last decade of having collected these and they're just so powerful. I love like even like referencing like what Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians that when our bodies are planted in the earth, they mm-hmm. are but a seed yeah. of what our resurrected bodies will be like. And I I mean I talked about this in this book's editorial letter about like I can't even imagine. Like, I'm very into gardening right now. We know this. Mm -hmm. But I just this week planted ranunculus seeds. They're actually called ranunculus corms. You have to, like, soak them. But they are the ugliest seed I have ever seen. Oh, and they're such a pretty flower. Right? Like, they are, like, they look like little monsters. (laughs) (laughs) Which is maybe not a nice thing to say about something God created. But it's just true. They look like little, like, wooden octopuses. But, like, you plant them in the ground and you get... Debatably, one of the most beautiful flowers that the earth can bring forth, and I think that, like when I read about Paul saying that we're just a seed, the seed version Mm -hmm. of what our resurrected bodies Mm -hmm. will be. Mm -hmm. If I think of myself as a ranunculus corm, and like (laughs) that, like that Christ's resurrection power will raise me because of His blood and His victory over death Mm -hmm. into like something as beautiful in contrast. Like that's Mm -hmm. amazing to me. And so y'all with your study books, like spend some time reading what is true. Remind yourselves of what is true because scripture says it's true about what that will be like because mm-hmm. it's a it's a beautiful collection.
2: You know, as you were talking about that, it made me think of how many of us in this day and age, we don't really think about our future in glory. We're very here and now, and I believe like the church, right, the first yeah. church and Even I would say our grandparents and those that have come before us, like in the years before, they were aware of eternity. They were very aware of what would happen when we leave here and I don't know for some reason this generation is so focused on the here and the now and thinking about our resurrected bodies and not that we hope in just that but just to understand that there is a future and a hope for us a future and a hope in glory you know and that even these present sufferings and the things that we experience right now sicknesses ailments all of that stuff this is not forever this is temporal this is temporary we have something eternal to look forward to and it's more than just being in heaven it's who we are in heaven you know it's just so many promises that the Lord has given us that I don't know that we're always mindful of and so Mm -hmm. I love this reminder that like hey we're gonna get some glorified resurrection bodies and there's perks to this on the other side
1: (laughs) yes Yes. Oh, I
2: love that.
1: Yeah, and it's a right now. I mean, that's right. this, you know, there is the part of that in glory, but in 1 Peter 1, which is this is where we get the title of this series, this reading plan from A Living Hope, 1 Peter 1 verse 3 says, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ because of his great mercy he has given us." This has happened. Mm-hmm. This, we have received this. He has given us new birth into a living hope Mm -hmm. through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Those are three things that we can't, you know, it's even hard for us to understand the full meaning of those words Mm -hmm. because it's so anti The fallen world, Mm -hmm. right? Imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you. And we are being guarded by God's power. Mm. Like it just y'all are gonna get to read all the way through that, but this is our promise. And spoiler, as we continue through this study, this week we're reading about, as we've already discussed, how Jesus' time on earth post resurrection. And then on Friday, we will read the Great Commission, we'll read the Ascension, Mm -hmm. that, you know, as you said earlier, when we were talking before the episode, Rachel, that Jesus didn't just go poof, like He ascended into heaven where He remains alive. And so what we will talk about in the next two weeks is like, okay, what does this mean for us? Yeah, Why does this matter? Like you said, Naomi, this is, our faith rests on this, Mm -hmm. and so we're going to talk about that. In the coming weeks.
0: Mm, you guys, there's so much good reading in this week. Like, you've heard us get so excited about all the little things along the way, but there is, I'm excited. You know, we just finished six weeks in 1st and 2nd Chronicles. A Week in Holy Week, and like this series, what a good thing to wake up to every day. Like I hope you guys hear me say this just about every episode, but like I hope that this conversation that Amanda and Naomi and I are having gets you ready to mm-hmm. be a woman in the Word of God yes. every day this week. There is like, right, Amanda mentioned the First Peter chapter 1. There's a little bit after that, like this section about the prophets that just like totally like meant so much to me. Mm-hmm. You'll get to read that. I know y'all will get to this on Friday, but I would like to close this episode with reading the Great Commission and the narrative about the Ascension. Naomi, would you read for us the Great Commission from Matthew 28, verses 16 through 20? It's in page 37 of y'all's study books.
2: Let's read that first. Sure. The eleven disciples traveled to Galilee to the mountain where Jesus had directed them. When they saw him, they worshiped, but some doubted. Verse 18, Verse 18, Jesus came near and said to them, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. And so we see that these disciples are traveling to Galilee to where Jesus told them to go, and it says they all worshiped, but some doubted. And Jesus came to them to reassure them and gives them this news that he has all authority. Like all authority has been given to him in heaven and on earth. And because of that, we are now to go and disciple All the nations, we're supposed to make disciples of all the nations, we should be baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that he's commanded us. And so to me, this is like the moment where we we understand the why, right? Not just the what. Okay, we go out, we disciple, and many of us are doing that today. But the why is because all authority has been given to Jesus in heaven and on earth. And when we have that understanding, it fuels us and it energizes us and it helps us to understand that we're not going in our own name. We're not going in anything that we've done or anything that we feel like we're powerful enough to do. It is literally the strength and the power of the name of Jesus, that name of that one that was raised from from the dead that overcame death as he said he would. It's different for somebody to come and say, oh, I came back from the dead. It's another thing for for someone to say, they're going to kill me. And in three days, I'm going to come back to life and I'm going to sit and talk with people for 40 days and I'm going to give you this commission. But I love how he ends this. He says, and remember, I'm with you always to the end of the age. There's a promise that says, I'm not going to leave you as you do this. So as you go and do this, do this, Mission and do what I've called you to do. I'm going to be with you. I'm not going to leave you. And this is the power. So we don't just have the authority of his name. We have the proof of his power, the proof of his presence, him actually being with us. And to me, it's one of the greatest things that we have as believers. I think some of us cling to our ability to maybe with gifts and even with fruit. And I think all of these things are important, right? But there's something about having the presence of Jesus that goes with you every single place that you go. There's something about having the authority of his name. We understand that we're not, In a utopian society, we are actually in a war and we should be waging war. We are soldiers, right? We are no longer slaves, but we're not only sons and daughters, right? We are also soldiers. And as we fight, we do not fight alone. We fight under the authority of the name of Jesus and we fight with him. He is with us and he'll never leave us. To me, that is just priceless and beautiful. And it's what I hold on to every single day, every single day.
0: Okay, yes. Thank you so much for reading that. And then, Amanda, would you read, just give us the ascension narrative, that like Acts chapter one, starting in verse nine?
1: Yeah. After he had said this, this is Jesus, he was taken up as they were watching, and a cloud took him out of their sight. While he was going, they were gazing into heaven, and suddenly two men in white clothes stood by them. They said, men of Galilee, why do you stand looking up into heaven? This same Jesus Mm -hmm. who has been taken from you into heaven will come in the same way that you have seen him going into heaven. Man, when I read that this time around Mm -hmm. this week, it just struck me like what hope that is. That's right. That the ascension is, it's always been this Mm -hmm. really mysterious thing to me, and it is still that. Mm -hmm. And also... It is a preview mm-hmm. of a very real promise and hope that we have that Jesus, who is still alive right. and sitting at the right hand of the Father That's and right. reigning as mm-hmm. the King of Kings, the perfect prophet, our great high priest, right. that he is at the appointed time, mm-hmm. which only the Father knows, right. will come Back. Mm -hmm. The second advent. Yeah. Yeah. And gather all of us.
0: I love that we paired that Deuteronomy 31 verse that we Mm -hmm. see, like, for the Lord your God is the one who will go with you. And I think Mm -hmm. that it is just like that was for them then. That, yeah, was for for me the, now. that was for that was for the disciples then, and that is mm-hmm. for us now. Like that is the like yeah. the promise then, now, and always. That the Lord God is the one who will go with us. That is the promise of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's us as uh, the royal priesthood, as I like to talk about. Yes, um, but then like we get to read at the very end of this week Hebrews chapter ten, eleven through fourteen, and like this is the right now. Reality, starting in verse 11, every priest stands day after day ministering and offering the same sacrifices, time after time, which can never take away sins. But this man, Jesus, after offering one sacrifice for sins forever, sat down at the right hand of God. He is right now waiting until his enemies are made his footstool, Mm -hmm. for by one offering he has perfected forever those who are sanctified.
1: That Ooh. enemy, mm-hmm. that enemy that we've been battling all episode, just to get just this episode this recorded. recorded, Naomi. <laughs> yes. That enemy, uh, Jesus is waiting until all of his enemies are right. made his footstool. Yeah. And we know mm-hmm. that the enemy has already been defeated. Yeah, the last right. enemy to be defeated is death. And Jesus did that, and then he's going to... Also, we are going to get to taste that.
0: Yeah. Blah. And that's what leads us into next week. Like yes. This week was the narrative of what happened between the resurrection and ascension. And then the next two weeks are the like, okay, so what does that mean for us mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. in short? And so that's what like Scripture is going to tell us, what that means for us. We're going to be joined next week by our good friend, Rebecca Lyons. We're so excited to sit down oh, with yay. her and talk about that with her. Naomi, you are... You're such a great guest, and we're so glad to know you and to just be a sister in Christ with you, and we're so thankful to just get to bear witness to your faith and your passion for God's Word, and we just want to bless you and encourage you in the work that you're doing. In all the ways with your beautiful voice and your music and your testimony. And so thank you so much for joining us. Y'all listening, please come back next week for another week of being women in the Word of God every day. But until next week, Naomi, what do we tell our friends? Keep
2: opening your Bibles.